This episode of Dying Alone Together is brought to you exclusively by Satisfyer. Funny Girl last night mm-hmm. with a group, a vaccinated group. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what was it like to like be in a room with people again? Uh, it was, I mean, it was super cute because it's the same group of people that I've been doing movie nights on Zoom with. And mm-hmm. so, it, you know, it, we had a full, uh, it was also a birthday and the husband of the birthday boy got a secret group chat for us to kind of um, talk about the birthday party before we got there. Oh, okay, okay. all submitted videos of us thanking Josh and saying happy birthday because they've organized the uh, Zoom movie nights for us. Nice. And so, um, yeah, we kind of, uh, we all got on uh, like our phones and sent in cute little videos and uh, my friend didn't know about it. So whenever we got there, he got to, you know, watch us all say thank you on video. And then we watched a movie together in person for the first time in over a year. So it was, nice. yeah, it was really, really cute. Well, welcome everybody to Dying Alone Together. Uh, I'm Jack Tracy. I'm JJ Bozeman. And yeah, we're going to chat about dating, relationships, and homosexuality. We'll swipe the apps. And then we have a special guest later as well. Um, I thought we would start by talking about what it was like to date during the pandemic Mm -hmm. were you and of course our golden rule we do not talk about people that we are currently dating Mm -hmm. so at the um top of the pandemic so last march when like the new york shutdown shutdown order came down and all of that were you seeing anybody at the time no not like a you know um a labeled thing. I'm sure mm-hmm. there was a couple of people I was probably texting and a lot fell to the wayside whenever, you know, we had to reprioritize things. Yes. I did have a bit of like a, I guess, to kind of like do our best with like the CDC guidelines and stuff. I had a COVID boo, like one designated person who we knew that like we had dated before. Yeah. But, um, and you know, broken up and hadn't worked out. But Back we were like, to the well. <laughs> well, just kind of like, hey, you're a safe person for me to kind of like trust. And also, uh, yeah. we're not kind of like, uh, you know, uh, casting a new net for, for someone else that we don't know and potentially putting someone at, at risk or whatever. Yeah. So it was just, it was safe and it was a COVID boo. And I did that for a few months until he left the city. Uh, I would be interested to know how many people, because I think a lot of single people, you know, like found, made, made a pod. Oh yeah, made a made a, 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 a pound pod, and I I wonder how many people went back to like former relationships and exes versus how many people went to like friends oh, yeah. versus how many people like found a new one on a dating app mm-hmm. versus you know how many people like locked on to like their their best current hookup. Oh yeah, and like I would love to know. You know, what? I would love to see like a movie or a film or something where it's like the mad dash scramble to like create the pod like are you no you're with him okay it's like yeah. like like that moment in um in like high school where you're like you're on you're like you have to like form teams yeah. and you're all like running around like no you're you're in mine and you're in mine that's exactly what it felt like too because yeah. whenever you know the numbers of like how many people you're allowed to see in a group at a time mm-hmm. whenever those numbers were coming out and i mean even before then like i needed to see a friend occasionally you know yeah. like uh, things weren't going great with my roommates at the time, and oh, I mm. needed to see Pin like, in that. I, and also just you know multitudes of reasons why we're all under stress and we need to like connect with somebody. Uh-huh. 
so I had like a, you know, it was like four people at first that I'm like, okay, you guys are the ones that I'm going to allow myself to see and we're going to, you know, take care of each other in the ways that we need to. And then whenever it was like, okay, 10 people are mm-hmm. allowed to hang out in the park together or whatever, it was like realizing there was a roster picked sort of like, oh no, I, I haven't seen that person in a long time, but the pod's already kind of done sort of. Uh, like, yeah. I don't know. That would come up, but I, I mean, over time and stuff, like after another test, maybe I'll see that person for a little bit yeah. uh, before and, and, you know kind of like flip back and forth do your best to you know maintain friendships and stuff and then just still doing a lot of online stuff yeah i i was dating not similar to you not like labeled but i had been on like a handful of dates with um i'm i'm one of those people who i can date multiple people at the same time especially if it's early no i well okay yeah i hear you yeah like dates one two three i can have like uh, like one, two, three going on with a couple people. Ugh. But then once I decide like a fourth date with somebody, usually I end things with the other people. And like, mm-hmm. I, I, I've like, I'm now focused on this person. Yeah. So it's sort of like a, a wider net, meet a couple people, see how it goes. And then it sort of filters down to one until that blows up. And then I go back to the well. <laughs> but, um, um, I was in that stage of like, there were a couple people and like pandemic was literally like, even all my hookup people, everyone was just like, Done. No. Yeah. Like everybody went away. Uh, people who were sort of regular hookup people, like left. People just left the city. Like totally. people were gone. Yeah. So I, I was, but I continued dating. I did a lot. Of, I did the FaceTime dating, which mm-hmm. honestly, I'm gonna keep doing. Yeah. That is a perfect first date. It's a good. Yeah, you're kind of in your own zone too. You get to be wherever you want to be. You're in your place, and you just there's a you know. I need a texting banter. I need to know that we can like chat back and forth. And so you do that on the app or you exchange numbers. But then like just being able, even if it's only for 15 minutes, just being like, how do we hold a conversation? Mm -hmm. Because there's nothing. And listen, I don't do a dinner on a first date by any means because I have way too much of a commitment. But even just like going out of my way to like meet someone for like an outdoor walk or like go to the park and then you sit down and within the first five minutes you're like, no. Yeah. Okay. And it's just like, I would rather just take care of that on FaceTime. Yeah. So that my first in-person date is like, oh, well, I know that we like vibe. So, but what if you're on FaceTime and you get that vibe of like, okay, nothing, I'm not feeling a spark. How do you know that that's not just like FaceTime, like the parameters and limitations of like FaceTime? I, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but like if the FaceTime is awkward. Yeah. Like if that, to me, it's like uh, like the way I put them in levels. If that's awkward... Then in person is going to be even more like is definitely going to be awkward. Okay, interesting. Like if you, in your own space, yeah, sitting in your own chair in your own living room or whatever, where we're it's literally just like the basic get to know you stuff. So mm-hmm. how how was your day and where are you from mm-hmm. and this and that. If that can't work when yeah. we're both like comfortable, yeah, then okay. And maybe I'm wrong about that, but no, that's, I, I that's sort that of how too. I like I I remember like a Facetime date where it was just like pulling teeth and i'm just like okay no 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 Mm. but if it's really good i usually don't let it go on too long i'll be like okay well this was great let's make a plan so that we don't like blow our loads on the on the phone (laughs) sometimes quite literally yeah Ooh, i want to talk about that have you done any (laughs) have you done any like video based sex like i've definitely sexted with like videos and pictures exchanged but sure. i i'm trying to think if i've done like a live facetime moment probably i if i have it was i could count on one hand probably and i don't i think it's just like it's hard to get angles right whenever you're holding the phone like it's a 
I don't know. Maybe Girl, you're an actor. You don't have a you don't have a tripod for self taping. Uh, <laughs> I do. What a production just to get a nut though. I'm kind of I don't know. Maybe that just makes me lazy. Or I just I think I turn on the ring light. I turn on I turn on the wind machine. God. Like it is it is a full it is a no, full production. No, no. I I might turn on a desk lamp. I'll be like, this is nice, right? Like I've got a hair light. I've got a key light. Yeah, well, I mean, like I I definitely. I color grade it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no, I do that too. I just started doing that. Not even kidding. I will take a photo with, with I have an iPhone. And then if you go into edit and really play with like the warmth yeah. and some contrasty stuff, it uh -huh. really, oh my gosh, like a good nude, it makes a huge difference. Oh, for sure. Never like occurred to me until I would say within the last month, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I need to like up the saturation on all of my nudes a little bit. Like not yeah. crazy. Don't make them look I like. I need to up. That's the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> nude saturation. Yeah. I'm upping the nude saturation on my yes. nudes. Yeah. No, I'm just color correcting my hole. But, oh, um, great, great, uh, great. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I got. Like I have always been like I was I would send I guess early days of like hookups and and um, apps and that sort of stuff I wouldn't send any pictures yeah any X-rated pictures okay. and then it sort of became the like okay but like my head's not in it okay oh yes let's talk about this okay yeah and the idea and then I never sent videos of any head in it head not in it yeah no videos sure. I was like no video yeah. guy and then during pandemic especially in the beginning when mm -hmm. no one was really meeting up yep I was just FaceTiming yep. my hookup buddies who had moved away, oh, all the time, mm -hmm. and full face, full everything, don't give a shit, yeah. like, yeah. and really, like, dove into it. Yeah. And my take on modesty has definitely evolved, especially during the pandemic, yeah. because of that specifically, I would yeah. say. And, I mean, I think about this because I'm an actor. I mean, even doing this podcast feels a little bit, like... You know, uh, <laughs> just like putting a lot out there for people. Yeah. I mean, and we are fully masturbating through the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. we're still naked. I'm sure if you've listened to the other episodes, I think you knew that already. That's right. Um, <laughs> In fact, we're going to have a, a contest of whether you can guess who's inside who at what moments during the podcast. There we go. Precisely. Like take your bet right now. Let's just be silent for one second. Who do you think, who did, who did what? What happened? Okay, but anyway, yeah, modesty culture. I, and, like, I, I think of the context of, like, famous actors, for instance, who kind uh -huh. of, you know, have um, their their private pictures uh, released and exposed. And uh, how, I mean, it used to be such a headline, and now I think people are starting to learn, like, oh, yep. my gosh, everyone has sexual impulses. Everyone needs to, like, sometimes be sexual with someone that they're not, yep. you know, physically near. And it's kind of just a human thing. And it's totally... The, the news, if if for any reason, well, one, you and I aren't famous, so no one cares yeah, how yeah, stuff yeah, leaks. Cool. But if if we were and stuff leaked, I, I do think the public perception has changed from that whore, they got naked on camera, to right. what an asshole leaking that person's private I property. I love that. I think that has shifted. And mm -hmm. I think that's where it is now. So... I, I I would be surprised. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I don't know who did this. I told you about this um, the other day, actually. Mm -hmm. But there is a reality television scene that I saw on Instagram. Uh, just like, I, I don't know what show or what network it was on. But it was this woman talking about how she watermarks her nudes yes. with the name of the person she's sending them to. That's great. That way, if her nudes do get leaked, their name is watermarked in the photo. That's great. That's like amazing again be, i'm too lazy for any of that but oh my gosh if that's not an app like we should we would be fuck this podcast yeah like millionaires yeah um um i so 
I had always been hesitant about it also because I have been blackmailed three times. Oh, my goodness. Uh, with my own naked photos. Um, for money or to just like what's the what are, what are they? No, never for, for money, but always like it was always someone that I was either no longer interested in hooking up with or I was in a relationship. And like, what, I'm going to post them online? Or... It was basically, well, they're different flavors. The one guy, he, so of the three times, two times was the same guy just resurfacing years later to try to do it again. What the hell? Uh, psychopath. Uh, his name is Alex. He worked for a big bank in the in New York. I think he moved to Seattle. He's a piece oh. of shit. So he <laughs> He's can, one that we don't mind. Yeah. Eat, eat me. So he, we hooked up once. I, he lived nearby. It was fine. Mm-hmm. But like, I just didn't want to do it again. I just didn't. I didn't want to do it again. And and he kept messaging and being like, hey, we should meet up again. And okay. you know what? I probably should have just been very straight. I was doing the like. At yeah, the, these, yeah. These days I would just be like, I don't want to hook up again. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm no fucks now. Yeah. Um, then it was several years ago, I was very just like, well, I don't want to hurt this guy's feelings. And I know what people <laughs> would, I know what people would say about, you know, how I would feel if someone that I had sex with was like, well, thank you. I don't want to do that anymore. And how mm-hmm. like that would make me feel well, bad. I mean, and am I ugly? Am I fat? Am I not good? Like, and I didn't want to do that. So I was just being, yeah. I was taking the shitty way out, which was just being coy and just, and I wasn't saying I wanted to do it again, but I was just just saying like, oh, yeah, I'm really busy this week. Right. And just trying to like, trying to avoid enough. So there was like, can you get the hint? Yeah. And he was just being more and more insistent. And I eventually then got to the point where I was like, hey, I, I you know, I had a great time, but I, 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 which kind of was a lie. But I don't really, you know, want to do this again. Mm-hmm. And then he sent me uh, screenshots of my public um, profile on the law firm website oh of the gosh. law firm I worked for and was like, I know where you work. Is Ugh. this your boss? Is this your boss? Do you think they'd be interested in these photos? What? Yeah. And then was sending me the photos. And at the time, nowadays. How old were you? Let's say 27. Okay. And like first job, uh, uh, I'm, this was the first law firm I worked for. And I'm like petrified. Yeah. And... Nowadays, like my response would be, "Yeah, show them, right? Good, good job, right? Like I don't fucking care. No. But then I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And if they see it, I'll get fired, and then I won't have a job, right, and then because, I'll never work at law firm again. And, right. And and, and and but I don't know why my brain thought that like some dude sends naked photos of me to my boss, like I get fired. Because but I can track like the the memory of how that used to feel. Mm-hmm. It's like they are going to think that this is going to represent the exactly. company, and um, if it becomes like a public thing or whatever, then like there's yeah. a new reputation that they have to do damage control with. And if anything, if even if I'm not fired, I'm still that's just my story at the firm. Yeah, I'm that dude. Oh, I know who his, his what a great some, identity. Yeah, some guy he hooked up with, and he's he's the faggot, and some guy he hooked up with sent pictures to to his to the partner. Yeah. And it's just, that's the story about me. And then, you know, my career is who knows. Yeah. Um, but he wanted me to meet him to discuss it. And so like, I had to meet him at 1 PM in central park to like talk about it. This is going to go great to come hang out with me after I threatened to like, right. Basically get you fired. Right. So then I, I, I'm like shaking nervous and I go into the park and I meet him and he like, like psychopath had printed them out and put them like in a manila folder. I want this to right? be over. Keep going. And so he he's like he's like yeah you know I just I just I just don't understand why you wouldn't want to hook up again and like you know I, I really think you should value your career and blah 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 and as he's like ta- and like he's like like 
like looking around. He can't make eye contact with me and he's fidgety and this and that. And it was sort of like in that mode. I'm like, oh, fuck this guy. Like, I, he just, I'm not allowing this person to have any power over me. No. And I just stood there for a minute and I listened to him like do his whole thing. And I was like, you know what? If you're going to send him, fucking send him. Mm-hmm. I, go fuck yourself. Yeah. If you get fired for something that someone else does with your private stuff, yeah. are you able to hold them accountable? I feel like like that should be I, a thing. It's, I think, well, revenge porn lose, is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's but I don't know if it was know. a thing at that time. Oh, I think that's a re- relatively recent thing. So I just turned on my heel and walked away. Mm-hmm. And then he tried it again a few years later because I, I was visiting a friend in Seattle and I ran into him at a bar and suddenly (laughs) he's like in my text messages again. So that was him. Um, And then the other guy was someone who I went to his house to hook up and we had hooked up a lot and he was a regular hookup and then I got in a relationship Mm -hmm. and he was kind of like, well, I won't tell if you won't. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't want to do that. And so then he was like, oh, well, I guess I'll always have this and then sent me a video yeah. of us having sex that Whoa. I didn't know was taken. It was from his laptop across the room. Yo! And the label was Jack 6, which means it's probably the 6, which means that he probably records everybody he has sex with, and it's all like labeled in some directory on his computer. Oh, my gosh. Right? Here's the thing, though. I looked really good. Yeah. Okay, cool. I was like, this is super hot. Like, right. I look amazing in this. Right. But it was, like, at the time, like, I remember just, like, because he said I was at work when mm-hmm. he emailed this to me. And right. it came in my email. And I was, like, like I was having a full-on panic attack. And, like, <sighs> it had. Around the like, same time? Still around 27? Or how old? Um, Maybe. So I was with someone. So this would have been, like, 29, 30. Okay. And, and like, I made, like, I was like, I, we need to talk. And I called him on the phone. And I was like, you need to erase that. I did, you don't have permission, you know, to say, well, I, I'd never send it to anybody. But, you know, I just, uh, I just really cherish our time together. And oh it was just like, God. oh, fuck this fucking guy. Why do I fuck all these fucking crazy people? And, yeah. So, anyway, long story. The fact that when the pandemic hit and sort of my current mental state many years later to just be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm putting myself on video. Yeah, I'm having fun with people that yeah. I'm having fun with. And if they share it, they're the asshole. I don't fucking care. I know. That's also my, like, I had uh, apprehension about going to nude beaches mm. for a while because, you know, I'm like, everyone's got a cell phone. How, like, what a weird story you'd have to tell if all of a sudden people see a photo of you on a nude beach and they're like, oh, what's that about? Did it? Like, if they yeah. have questions, like, you assume people are going to have questions instead of just having that, you know idea that oh no 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 this person just has a life and this is something that is a part of their life or whatever like yeah, yeah. people are smart enough to get that i think now yeah i do think of course there are still um oh, careers people, yeah. and locations and communities that will still behave that way that if something if something of yours For sure. that is sexually like i worry about that with um like the music videos i make that are very sexual like i worry about that all the time that yeah someday a money job is going to be like oh you because you um what's her name Last name Brodsky, Brodsky, Brittany. Yes, Broski, Broski. There we go. That's uh, like a, I think that's a stage name too. But yeah, she tell. Well, I was listening to her on a podcast on the Trixie and Katya podcast talking about how basically when she got famous on TikTok or whatever made her famous. Yeah. Like her boss at the bank like pulled her yeah. to the office and was like, "You need to choose." Right. And it's like, are you a kombucha girl or are you in this bank? And it's like, why? Yeah. Why? Well, she made the right choice, but yes, she, she, yes, yeah, totally. She made the right choice, but like I, I do, in the same way that I think we're going to get politicians mm-hmm. and nudes all the time, and it's not going to be a, it's not going to be something that 
it disqualifies anybody because everyone's going to have them. Right. I think um, just with the way society is and the way content creators are, like, there will be people with day jobs who do, you know, content. And mm-hmm. it's just like, I think people are smart enough to just separate, to not say, oh, you represent Bank of America and you're yeah. making a face on TikTok. Like, shut up. And like, there was, that's I remember so dumb. there was almost like a, there was a moment during the pandemic where everyone was getting like an OnlyFans or just for fans. Not oh, everyone, that too. Like, like a lot of people and it, it it's kinda, not going away. No, it's not going away, but it definitely changed the porn game. It, mm-hmm. Like it's, a, it's like a new moment. And if you like, you know, it's, it's got the reach for like more authenticity and kind of more personal, yeah. like you know, the social media aspect of like posting things and kind of having interactions with people rather than like a studio where these people are unreachable. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I listened to a podcast where a porn star was talking about how that is coming back. And it's kind of like a reflection of how society does have an appetite for something that feels more like a connection than yeah. something that's like super, you know, uh, this pizza's late. <laughs> Suck my dick. But uh, I'm in the same vein, I think like knowing that it's also just normal people that have these and kind of like a population that's pretty yeah. accessible everywhere. And then you get to see that their personality is also on their Twitter sometimes and stuff like, oh, these are humans. And I think yeah. humanizing sexual activity is like that's that's like it, it, it's going to do so many good things for people because it, the, a repressive sexual culture, it's. I mean, it's partially to blame for a lot of like yeah. other other consequences for sure. Well, I'll tell you one thing that is not uh, sexually repressed. It's uh, the content of this podcast. So, um, <laughs> the whole point. It's a whole ways. point in, in, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So, uh, hang with us after this break. We are going to go back on the apps, and uh, we're just going to continue to um, explore the depths of my apparent vanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, up, the depths. <laughs> all the depths. <laughs> All right, so these days, life can feel a bit repetitive. Yeah, um, no matter how much I'm into somebody, it can get monotonous. But, well, there is good news, because Satisfier, the sponsor of this podcast, uh, just released a new app-enabled vibrator. Actually, several new app-enabled vibrators that allow you to spice things up. I heard that with the vibes, you can take control or give up control, whether with someone in the room or on the other side of the world. If you are alone right now, your sex life does not need to suffer. Satisfier's new line of app-enabled vibrators allow you to personalize your own programs. You can be more reflective, curious, and really tune in to your own personal pleasure. I mean, wouldn't you want to connect with your partner's pleasure even when they're away? Yeah. yeah a distance often disconnects people, but Satisfier's new app actually utilizes distance as a way to heighten intimacy. With the Satisfier Connect app, you can control each other's pleasure devices and see each other's responses in real time. You know, the app is actually a great way to stay connected with your significant other, and that was really important to me during the pandemic. There were several people, you know, sex friends, that moved away and we stayed in touch through FaceTime. If I had had this app and these devices during that time... Oh, I can't imagine how much more fun we would have had. Mm. Satisfier's devices are cutting edge and they're delivered in beautiful, high quality designs. And, you know, I made a rant about that, about how sometimes sex toys are like, you know, they're too, too candy and too, (laughs) too colorful and too glittery. No, not Satisfier's. These are sexy. These are cutting edge, beautiful, high quality. And the best part is that they're at the most affordable prices. Also, Satisfier's new line of products is Bluetooth enabled to connect with their award winning app, the Satisfier. Connect app, and it works with Android, Apple, and iWatch. So you, what you do with the app is you turn your phone into a live remote control for your pleasure device. You can control the speed and the vibration length. Mm. 
You can even make like custom creative sequences. Or you could put someone else in control of your device. No, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, perfect for playing with someone at a distance, uh, a foreign love affair, uh, a boo on a trip, anything. The superintendent at the school. Absolutely. You can also call or chat with your partner through their app with disappearing messages. Now, I ask this probably once a day. Yeah. Can you fuck your favorite song? Yes. The music play feature allows you to connect to Apple Music or Spotify, and your connected device will respond to the beat of the music. Or, and I'm, I'm big on this or, mm-hmm. if your favorite song is actually the voice of your lover, Ooh. there's an ambient sound feature that's going to pick up on the vibe of their voice and turn that into vibration. And I am very much going to incorporate that into some long-distance roleplay. Oh, my God. Voices. Satisfier uses the highest privacy protection with their app. They do not save your data. Um, you don't even need your email address to sign in. Yeah, they use a strong bond technology that prevents anyone from tracking, exchanging data, or taking over your Bluetooth once your devices are bonded. That would suck. I mean, okay, but would it? Well, if someone's t- like, oh my god, hack my hack my vibrator. God, hack my vibrator. Uh, There's potential there. Satisfier. Uh, I'm, I'm listeners. You can you won't be able to because of their their strong bond technology. But you, if you hacked my vibrator, I would. I don't think I'd be mad. Maybe we'll do a giveaway. <laughs> Here's the Bluetooth connection to my vibrator. I mean, how many times have you started your session with your pleasure device only to find that the battery was dead within minutes? Many. Times. It's just the saddest thing in the world. But once you pair your Satisfier Connect app with your device, you'll always know what the battery life is. All right. Well, lucky for you, Satisfier is offering you, the listener. 30% off all of their app-enabled devices, all you have to do is go to Satisfier.com, and that's Satisfier with a Y, S-A-T-I-S-F-Y-E-R.com, and we have a discount code DAT30, Dying Alone Together, D-A-T-30, just enter that at checkout. Again, if you're looking for one of our favorite new devices, uh, you'll find it at Satisfier.com, but that's Satisfier, S-A-T-I-S-F-Y-E-R.com. And you can use the code DAT30, that's D-A-T-30, for 30% off, you guys. And we're back, and it's time to play a game we like to call Swiped Out, where JJ learns something about (laughs) uh, a dating app. Because, you know, actually, this didn't come up the first time we talked about it. I wanted to get to... So you're not on the dating apps at all. Not at all. And... You didn't get to... We didn't get to the point where you told us the reason. Oh, right. When I so when I was shocked to find that someone in their twenties and single and gay in New York, New York was not on the apps, mm-hmm. uh, I asked why. Yeah. Do you remember the reason you gave me? I do. I used to be on the apps, and they definitely just were not fun after a while. Like I, you know, it's it's and the curiosity is always there. Like whenever I'm in a different neighborhood for once, or if, if I'm visiting friends that are somewhere that I haven't checked the grid before or whatever. Fresh meat. I know who's out there is the potential like best person in the world out there. Like yeah. that that kind of like I don't know. <laughs> the love of my life was in Gowanus all along. I know. They were just <laughs> right around the corner and I didn't realize. But um it's it's that mentality is a little bit weird. Like I think it's strange to kind of get wired to think like yeah. Is the next thing coming? Is it going to happen? Like the scroll culture is actually, that's part of all of it. Like, But do you remember specifically? It's also that I remember. Um, you told me, mm-hmm. yeah, the culture of of, of how of the communication. Yes, specifically. yes. So for I, you. 
I get stressed out because I um, <laughs> I wanted to treat everybody like if they were to say hello to me in a bar. But if it's, you know, four people at one time saying hello, balancing conversations, I got like I, I didn't want to. I don't know. I was you pre- felt the you told me that you felt the need mm-hmm. to respond <laughs> to anyone um, who approached you. And it sounds silly now, of course, but I had like. There was a while for an idea in my head that ignoring people um, was was rude. And it was kind of just like a behavior that I didn't want to kind of welcome into my psychology because I was afraid that it would affect me outside of the apps, too, of like right. being a person who's kind of like, you know, just more available to ignoring people and, you know, not being considered to the fact that they asked you a question or whatever, which it's a lot of like it, it says so much about who I am as a person and who I've grown up See. being like an like a person who apologizes a lot because I want everyone to be doing fine. Right. So you you get a message from um, Bill. He's uh, 63 years old with uh, four adult children, um, only three teeth, <laughs> and uh, all of his pictures are um, um, from, from a down angle in uh, haunted lighting. He writes you and say, says, hey, boy, looking sexy, just like my youngest son. What's up? And you, what, date him for six months out of obligation? That is exactly the story I'm telling. I am in, I'm actually currently, I'm currently in 45 relationships with people. <laughs> now that I believe for other reasons. <laughs> people I have, all around New York City. I you mingle. Oh my God. At a bar. All right. So yeah. let's get to the apps themselves. Now we've been on OkCupid. We have been on Tinder. Tinder. Would you like to go back? Would you like to yeah. explore something else? Let's dive into something I'm more familiar with. I use Scruff so much more than I used Grinder back in the day. So let's let's get dangerous. Let's do Scruff. Let's see what's happening on Scruff. <laughs> okay. So for those of you unaware, Scruff is more of a hookup app. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it is generally geared toward the Harrier mm-hmm. uh, uh, community. Um, I have two messages. Let's just see if it's anybody I've been talking to. That person I've been talking to. This person is a new one. Okay. So I think let's double, triple check. Ooh. Yes, that's Ooh, a new he's one. super pretty. So I have a hey handsome from a, a gentleman who is two miles away. Oh. He is uh, an older gentleman. He's a silver fox for sure. Yep. We've got a picture with like a an armpit exposed shirtless mm-hmm. um let's see we've got multiple pictures oh i've i know this wait i know this person oh okay wait <laughs> wait no but why i don't know if we've met maybe he's why just... do i know this because i know that picture so there's a picture of him standing outside of some fancy um architecture building with a scarf yeah maybe that's europe oh he's so handsome I, have i maybe we talked on a dating app Okay, maybe a different app. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, he's uh, with a famous soccer player. Oh, was that who? Yes, women's soccer. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I have spoken to this man. Oh, he's so handsome. I have spoken to this man. It has been on another app. Let's see that's if we can thing. quickly find out if I have a history with this person. So he gave me a "Hey, handsome" with a winky face and the tongue out, which to me says like I remember you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's something familiar. Unfortunately. There. I'm not sure I remember him. So let's see. He's 45. He's 6'1". I like that. <laughs> he works in education policy. Smart, wry, scruffy. Inch, what interests me? This, that, the otter. Oh, sense of humor. I know who this person is now. Oh, cool. He um, 
we he was like a um let's say hinge he was a hinge connection in the early pandemic and he was one of uh, i had many of these oh talk talk banter funny funny here's my phone number can't responds to me on the app mm-hmm. i respond again on the app banter 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 Hey, mm-hmm. if you want to keep talking to me in real time, because I don't stay on the apps all day and right. I don't have notifications on, so I only right. go in like once a day. Yeah. If you want to talk in real time, like so we can like get some together, here's my number. Yeah. Could not get him to move to text. Yeah. And then I eventually just stopped talking because and and nothing was about are we gonna do a FaceTime? Are we gonna do a mm-hmm. it was just this is not going. Yeah, that's anywhere. the other thing too. I realized I was doing that to a lot of people, sort of like sort of like I guess leading on in some ways, I just did not have the appetite to actually do more. And I was just on there for fun. So sometimes I would tell people straight up, I'm like, oh, I'm just kind of chilling. I'm not really like doing anything with anybody. I'm just talking and flirting. Yeah. Yeah. So he got the label in my mind of wasting my fucking time. Yeah. Which is, you know, boring for him to maybe, or it was for me whenever I realized I was just flirting and that was boring. So I'll just give him a a little woof back and say, hey, stranger, how are you? Nice. And we'll just see whatever happens to that. Um, he has not unlocked his photos for me, so we can't be more specific. Um, so since we're not, I, we're, oh, on a, we're on a grid app, so we're not swiping this time. Is there? Should we just kind of take a scroll and kind so of? So I went to anybody who has woofed me that oh. I have not seen. Oh, okay, recently. that's kind of like swiping almost. So we've got uh, a bearded. I mean, all the descriptions of the people in this app are going to be the same. Yeah. Bearded, scruffy, um, brown hair, very bearish. He looks younger than his age does. Look. Oh, yeah. He's 42. In an open relationship. Uh, 6'3", 250. I'm in. Uh-huh. Um, yep. Oh, he's like a beefy daddy. Still in. Totally. He is a big beefy daddy. He is very good looking. There's a leather harness. Um, this is a big draw for me. This mm-hmm. is a type. I have a I have a daddy type kind of thing. He is into all things yep. uh, in terms of sexual preference and position. What I do. One half of a fun couple here. We play on our own and together. The latter always, if we're to host, open to friends, games, and mayhem, as well as casual sexy times. Um, while When I'm not looking for handsome men, I... Okay, I won't talk about what he does for a living just in case this outs him. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I lean more to long sessions where we mm. enjoy each other rather than a quick hookup. I respect if you don't want to have a profile pic, but please send a picture of you if you want to engage. Good policy. Or be clear of what you want for me to send one. Um, da, 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 da. He seems very like centered mm-hmm. and knows what he wants and I get a sense of his personality. He seems sane. Mm-hmm. He's sexy. Um let's check out his partner. Cool. A kind of a gingery bear. A redhead beefy guy. I'm not into the partner. He's I think he's cute. He's fine, but I always have pro- like okay, do you tell me about let's talk about this. Yeah. So we've obviously both hooked up with couples before. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally into it. Totally fine. Yep. Um, uh, what do you do when you are more attracted to one than the other? 
I, you mean like in the moment? Or in the moment or like, is it like when negotiating the meat? Is that a deal breaker? Mm-hmm. Is that like, how do you, how do you navigate that? You get two guys, one you're really interested in. Yeah. Uh, the other one, let's just, let's say you're not like completely turned off, but you're, it's just like, wouldn't go out of my way to meet up if, if, yeah. if this was the guy pursuing. Me. I mean, I don't think it, it's rarely ever necessary to be completely transparent about like, a preference, you know, I don't think that it, that can only cause problems most likely. But um, I, I think in the moment, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I think I just kind of like make sure everyone's still good in the moment and stuff like we're all still having fun. If it's not fun, then it doesn't need to happen with both of them at all. Like if I'm not mm. having fun sexually, then it doesn't matter that I'm attracted to one of them. Like I don't want to be there at all if it's yeah, if yeah. there's any flag. But uh, and then like socially, if we're texting or if we're hanging out and stuff, I am not so transparent to say like, oh, you know, I definitely prefer <laughs> one person over the other. Yeah. But without words, you know, it might come across because naturally I'll, you know, have more conversation or more chemistry with one of them probably. And I, I've felt people make those observations mm-hmm. and I've tried to navigate that to be a little bit, um, you know, I guess I, I pad it a little bit and make sure the person knows that I'm, I'm, I'm like not disgusted by them, of course, or anything. Yeah, it's yeah. just yeah, yeah. it's just this or that or whatever. And I can still enjoy a person the more I get to know them usually, too. So I have a policy of like the thing that I absolutely will not do because yeah. I have been on the other side of this and I know how it feels. Yeah. I will not. If it's someone, if it's a couple, one of them I'm very much into and very much would like to, to play with. The other one. I'm just not interested in. I will not suffer through the other to mm-hmm. get to the one that I want. Even if I'm kind, even if I'm courteous, even if I'm attentive, you sense it. Yeah. And you know, I don't want to make anyone feel yeah. that like they're the troll I have to pay for under the bridge to 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 get to where I want. Yeah. And so I just, I just will, if it's, you know, do you guys play, I'll just be like, I'd be interested in a one-on-one, but, and I won't say anything, because obviously I don't want to be mean about someone's partner Mm -hmm. um, unnecessarily, and just be like, oh, I'd be interested in a one-on-one, but. uh, It's a delicate thing. I'll white lie and say, like, I really don't do couples or something, just as a white lie, so I I don't make anybody feel bad. You outed yourself just now, though. I don't know if you can do that again, if someone listens, like a couple, like, uh, if they hear the podcast. Yes. Yes, for for the thousands of people listening to this <laughs> who will show up on my scruff screen. Uh, if you are a member of a couple and mm-hmm. I just want one on one, that that or I, I uh, that's a lie. You just released receipts, is all. I did. I exposed myself. I'm mm-hmm. exposed. That's Drag okay. me, dog walk me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's so delicate to do. It's kind of like you know, um, there's honesty that is useful, and then honesty is that's cruel, and you yes. have to like make sure that you you pay attention to that because you want to be a good person. So I sent him a little message. I said you to the cup to the couple that to the one person that you're attracted to in the couple. Yes. Yeah, so I just you know sent like a hello and a smiley face, and uh, we'll see what he's interested in. I think the way I'll run it, it, it said that they played together in separate. If he wants to play, obviously, let's be clear. If we're both vaccinated and and I usually take a, a COVID test before I meet anybody um, and make them do the same. So with pandemic, uh, despite being vaccinated, still with pandemic um, uh, precautions yeah. in mind, if we decide to meet, um, um, it'll be from the basis of a one-on-one. And if he says, you know, oh, we're, we're a package deal or we're interested in a couple, I would probably decline. Sure. Uh, and with a lie that like, oh yeah, I'm just really not into couples right now. Um, just so I don't hurt anybody's feelings. 
All right, so I have a new wolf, and I think this will give us something interesting to talk about before we close out this segment. Okay, so let's just be clear. This is someone who I'm just not physically attracted to. Okay. I'm not, I, for no reason other than this person, i just not feeling it. Mm-hmm. Um, however, mm-hmm. so he's just wolfed me. He's not messaged me or anything. Mm-hmm. He is a top. And he describes that. So, by the way, mm-hmm. Scruff is updated a little bit, and I don't recognize everything. What does that red tap me mean? Um, I have no idea. If I tap it, will it do something? Well, let's find out. No. Or what if you tap the hashtag? Oh, that's what it's a. It's it's telling you. It's the the app telling you about a new feature that I think if you tap the hashtag, you can go to like all the profiles that have that hashtag. Oh, okay. So okay. it's a way to like a, another filter. Gotcha. So We're if I tapped learning. hashtag bear, I would get a list of. People who identify. Sure, as sure, such. sure. We're both learning. That's, that's interesting. I may do that later. Um, but so this person not very not sexually attracted to. Sure, and he doesn't live in New York. Doesn't live in New York, but it's, is he so location based? He is. Yeah, he's two hundred and ten miles away. Yeah, but Harry hung top here. Hello, like hot play and giving massages must have face pics. So I have no interest in meeting this person. I want to see what it looks like. <laughs> um, Curiosity, total. Like, I don't... Whenever people send unsolicited pictures and stuff, I understand why that's kind of, like, breach of of uh, etiquette for, like, someone that you're just meeting. Like, it's very... Send away, but um, I, just don't expect a response if I'm not interested. Personally, I, I don't care. Like, if yeah. I see someone naked, like, that's great either way. My DMs on Instagram are full of expiring photos. You know what's going to happen if someone listens to this and they're interested in doing that now? I feel like we'll just arrive now. Fine. Send them all. Yeah. But anyway, yes, it's... um. Uh, oh, sorry. Let's be super clear about this because this has happened. If you are sending me a, a an unsolicited <laughs> naked picture, you must be 18 years or older. Oh, man. Okay, yes. I've nearly thrown my phone into a river once because some child was like, hey, daddy. And I was like, ah, 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 not going to jail. No, not going to jail. Block. The, D- please get off the phone. <laughs> the internet, for how many good things it does, it also has a lot of things that require more responsibility than what I think humans have all the time. Um. Anyway, but yeah, send them away. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. fine. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty like I'm not. It doesn't. It's not like a. And deterrent. that's dying alone podcast on Instagram again. <laughs> that is at dying alone podcast for mm-hmm. all of your expiring nudes. You know what? Keep in chat. You like yeah. us. You trust us. If we get them, we might talk about them. We might, and maybe that'll be fun for you. Let's let's hope it's fun. <laughs> um, uh, and speaking of fun, we are about to have fun with a very special guest yeah. right after this break. Hey, everyone. So let's talk about Satisfyer's uh, app-enabled devices. So the one that I have tried is called the Royal One. Uh, So if you go to Satisfyer.com and you look up the Royal One, the description it gives you is, give your manhood a sensual upgrade with our Royal One, pleasantly flexible. Our ring adapts itself to all sizes and embraces your penis, creating a blood stasis effect for extended pleasure and sensual stamina. All right, so it's a cock ring. It vibrates. It's also paired with the free app. So what you can do is control the vibration with the app or, and again, for me, this is the big or, you can give someone else control of the ring with the app. So you give someone else the ability to uh, control what vibrations you're feeling through it. Maybe it's someone you're in the room with currently 
engaged with. Maybe it is someone that um, you would like to have a sexy adventure with over the airwaves. Uh, maybe you are having a lovely Tuesday night FaceTime roleplay, something that I currently enjoy, uh, and you want to incorporate that into your little scenario. I Let's see, how would I do that? How would I incorporate this into a scenario? Okay, so for me, I like to play naive and dumb and like easily coerced to do um, uh, sexual things. So for me, this would be like a, I would do like a Zoom doctor appointment. I think that's what I would do. And he has pre-sent things that uh, will be used in the examination. And this is one of those things. I don't know. What's the reason for it? What's the plausible deniability? Oh, a chance to check blood flow. Maybe it's, uh, I don't know. You make something up and you, and you make it work because you want to have a sexy time. So that's probably how I would incorporate it. How would you incorporate it? You know what? Get over on our Instagram at, at Dying Alone Podcast and let me know how you would incorporate this into a Tuesday night teleconference roleplay. Uh, that's just my, my quick idea. So you can get the Royal One and any of the app-enabled devices from Satisfier, that's S-A-T-I-S-F-Y-E-R, Satisfier, any of the app-enabled devices for 30% off with discount code DAT30, that's D-A-T-30, at checkout. And when you use that, you show them that you're listening to our podcast, and you're supporting us by supporting them, and that's great for us. So head on over there, pick out something fun for yourself, and head over to the Instagram and let us know how you're using it. I would be very interested for additional ideas. Welcome back, everybody. So we are joined today by a very uh, special guest. This is someone who reached out to me so kindly uh, to have me on her own show, uh, which I did a few weeks ago, which was so we ended up having so much in common, at, surprisingly, like the whole conversation was basically us discovering that we have very similar backstories in a lot of ways. Uh, and she was just so lovely that I, I immediately thought of her when um, booking guests. So we are going to be joined by Denver's own tall glass of sweet tea with added sweetener. She has been performing across the world for 25 years and is known for her powerhouse vocals. You can follow her podcast, Spillin' the Tea with Dixie, on Spotify, and you can visit her at DixieCrystals.com for her merch and upcoming appearances. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Dixie Crystals. Hello, kittens. How are you? <laughs> We're good. Um, so you are uh, out there in Denver. You were in our pre-roll. You were telling us that the, uh, the weather has been a bit bipolar. How is your mental state? Um, actually, it's very good right now. I, it's, 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 been, it's been a year of reflection. So me mental health has been a good thing this year. Interesting. Have, have, have uh, people been obeying uh, quarantines and shutdowns out there? What, what's it like? They have been for the most part. I, I, you know, some people are starting to post now this whole thing about, you know, I'm vaccinated, so let's go out and party. I'm like, well, we're still in the middle of a pandemic, people. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for the most part, the businesses, we just went to level blue this last week. And so uh, it's going to be interesting. I have my first gig tomorrow as a brunch. So that'll be the tell-all of how awesome. they're going to handle this. Mm-hmm. So may we ask, um, and please let us let us know if this is out of bounds to ask a lady, but um, may we ask if you are currently single dating and and since this is a, a dating and relationship podcast, uh, the kinds of things that, you, that you're looking for out there in the world, if you're looking for anything at all? Absolutely. I am happily taken. Uh, Ooh. I, 
I know, I know. It's funny because I'm a big flirt. That's just my Capricorn side, but there's never <laughs> any fruition there because we have been together. This year will be our 23rd year together. Wow. Congratulations. Wow. That's, I mean, that's three, that's three lifetimes of gay relationship. It really is. Yeah. It really is. And you know, it's so funny because a lot of, a lot of my shows, people always ask me that question because they usually see my wedding ring or, you know, ask the question and it's like, oh yeah, we've been together a long time. And then when I tell them, they're like, it's like dumbfounding because mm-hmm. that's not the normal situation. So what would you say is the the key to the longevity of your of your happy home? I would say definitely that we both act as individuals. So we don't have to be connected at the hip at all times. Mm-hmm. I'm not that type of person. Uh, and neither is my husband. We have similar interests. We both come from the music and theater industry. So we get entertainment. So I think that's another reason because when jobs and gigs have taken me out of the country or the city, there's no animosity there because he gets it. He's been in the business as well. So for us, like I take separate vacations with friends and I'll go and visit, you know, people on my own and we do things together and he'll go and do things with his family and friends. And, you know, we, we, and then we come together and have just a really fun time when we do, when we have all the time that we spend together. That sounds so ideal. It's funny because, you know, I think having, I don't know, if you set yourself up and think about what an ideal is, then that can be limiting and you kind of like, you know, are looking for something super specific, which doesn't always work out super well. But I have to say, listening to that, that sounds so, so lovely. I think the more and more people, you know, people are out in the world dating and people, the more we get away from this heteronormative um, um, idea Conjoined of what a marriage and, and like, you know, you're, you're the, the idea of like a union and you're one and not to say that you aren't in terms right. of, of, of like, you know, being a unit and being together, but like maintaining your own things and your own individuality and, and your own projects and your own friends, you know, mm-hmm. separated friends boundaries. and separated interests and boundaries. I think, I think we're coming around just as a society more and more to understanding that, you know, that we should we should veer away from codependence yeah absolutely you know and that's one of the biggest things too within my past friend circles it's been like well i can't do that because my boyfriend can't go and i'm like well Mm. aren't you you your own person like you can go do your own thing with your friends if you want to you don't have to be connected at the hip totally i feel that for sure that it's you know every time that a friend even today it still pops up every once in a while that someone says that they're not allowed or that it would you know hurt someone's feelings or whatever and Working around that always makes me a little bit nervous for them. Hey, listen, I've always had one clear rule. If you're going to tell me what to do, you better be wearing a harness. Now, Ooh. we are going to segue <laughs> into a into uh, our segment. So our segment uh, with uh, Miss Crystals, if you're nasty, is uh, we're calling it self-cancellation. So when JJ and I talked about the, this kind of segment, my idea was basically, you know, we should promote growth. And understanding in terms of all things, but especially in terms of relationships and being able to look back at maybe old ideas or or things we grew up with or things we thought or things we did, be able to recognize them as, you know what, looking back, that wasn't that great. And actually own our own cancellations and cancel ourselves for something that we did that was bad, you know, and and through that show people that, look. We, we can evaluate anything. We can look at everything. We're all flawed people and we should we should celebrate, you know, growth. And you can only celebrate growth if you recognize where you started. So um, in this game of self-cancellation, we are each going to say something that we either used to do, say, 
think, a specific circumstance, an idea, something that today we look back and we're like, well, you might as well cancel me because uh, that wasn't great. So Dixie, will you please throw yourself on the sword for us first? Absolutely. So, you know, within our own community, there are so many different things. But for me specifically, it was back in my days of or being an early drag queen and only recognizing that it was only room on the stage for people that identified as drag queens, not for other people, not for our trans members of our community, not for women that are, you know, born assigned female at birth. None of that stuff really came through my mind. And it almost became a mob mentality back in the, in the late 90s when I first started because it was very much dead set against, you know, no, if you identified as trans, then you you automatically negated yourself from being considered as a drag queen. And it's really hard, you know, and for, for me, it took many, many years to change my vocabulary and be educated because I wasn't surrounded by people that would say, no, these are other entertainers that are out there because you don't see it. Even today in mainstream, all we ever hear is the term drag queen, drag queen, drag queen. We just, mm-hmm. it's, it's still in the mainstream. There's not, there's not anybody that is like the spokesperson for other drag entertainers. And it's as simple as changing when I host shows rather than saying, you know, the drag queens we have this evening. I'm like drag entertainers that we have this evening. Mm-hmm. It's, so it was hard for me to change and swap out that word, but right. then also to be comfortable having people in shows or when I was in shows for the first time with folks that were outside of the drag queen, what we thought was a drag queen world. For me, I was just like, you know, this is not, and then there would be the chatter backstage and people would comment about what they were doing and looking and they shouldn't be here and they shouldn't be getting paid as much. Now I look back at that and it makes me so mortified because, you know, as a young person coming up in in the scene and anything in entertainment, the last thing that you want to be known as is a a troublemaker and hard to work with. And so Mm -hmm. those for me were scenarios in my mind that I thought, oh my God, if anybody ever if we had cell phones with video captioning back in the 90s, early 2000s, I would be totally screwed because I was not afraid to hide my dismay for people that were coming into what I felt was my turf and mm-hmm. taking away my, my you know, entity as far as what I think is a drag queen. Yeah, I mean, and we've seen on the public stage you know we've seen the most famous drag platform there is rupaul's drag race deal with that very thing very openly they the the, i won't put it on because i don't know if it's production rue herself a combination thereof and you know what's reported in the media versus what actually happened so who so i just want to do a big healthy caveat there that i don't actually know what went on behind the scenes but you know they they've had a very public um debate about that and, and including trans people on the show and and taking out certain words and phrases as well. So, I mean, you surely are not alone in that. That was something yeah. that a lot of people in, in the community um, have had to do. Yeah. And I think another element of why that conversation is happening now across the board is the kind of uh, it's it's something to celebrate the fact that we're not gatekeeping things and being territorial about things is kind of showing that we are safe even if we don't gatekeep so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I think when you make a territory that feels like a safe space for like a certain group of people and the idea of incorporating more, including more, feels like it's threatening that safety that was originally introduced in that group, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a testament to the fact that we're, you know, 
it's, it's a good thing that we're feeling safe enough to be inclusive, which it's, I don't know, there's like a weird privileged thing to talk about there too, but it yeah. it's all still heading in a good direction generally. And I love, you know, that this conversation is happening. Yeah, I do, well, I do think it's going to take more time to for more people that have celebrity factor to come out and, you know, solidify everything on that aspect. Absolutely. And at some point, we're going to look back, uh, you know, 15 years from now, we're going to look back to something that we thought was super progressive and, and the right conversation today that we're having right now and cancel ourselves over that. I mean, hopefully, oh, right. hopefully I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. We grow, we learn. It would be more embarrassing to like look back and be like, nope, I've had it right the whole time and I'm not going to change. Yeah, well, that's uh, the Republicans. Um, so <laughs> those people exist. <laughs> those people exist. Yeah, and they're half of the Senate. Um, <laughs> oh God, JJ. Hey, what can we cancel you for here today? We can cancel me for uh, for kind of contributing to purity culture. And I used to be a person. So I grew up in Georgia in the South and uh, was raised Christian and. So my ideals around sexuality were still that like it's it's an activity that has to have a prerequisite of like loyalty and this like contract of, of, you know, of monogamy usually. And I mean, that was a learning curve that I think a lot of people have gone through and continue to go through. But that's what I wanted to pick today because I was thinking about like apps and stuff. And I used to, I used to look down on guys that were aggressively looking for sex, but not looking for anything else. I always thought that was something empty and hollow and kind of a, I don't know. It just it it gave me an impression of that person that was mostly assumption for sure. And and surely just to clarify for our audience because they don't know you as well as I know sure. you. Of course, if your flavor of sexuality is you prefer and only want to have sexual experiences with someone that you have a strong emotional bond with or a, or a relationship, we are by no means saying that that like, great and enjoy that and enjoy that with the other people who enjoy that. Yeah. You're talking about the, the judgment of others mm-hmm. who didn't fall in line with that very specific viewpoint. Right, right, right. Of course, I would never want to like tell someone that they're doing it wrong whenever they are in control yeah. of their body. Like you have autonomy to absolutely, you know, not write the rule or not uh, conform to anyone else's rules. You need to write it yourself. But, you know, I, I had my own learning curve of uh, learning not to judge. Exactly. Like you're saying. Yeah. Unclean. Unclean. Mm-hmm. And what a rewarding lesson to learn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dixie, do you have any any interaction with what's been your relationship with, if you care to share with us, what's been your relationship with sort of um, um sex and 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 purity in terms of like morality morality and sexuality yeah absolutely I, I love that you brought that up jj because growing i also grew up in the church my father's a retired pastor and so for me sex was never talked about within the family i didn't know about it i mean i did i came out of a late bloomer in life at the age of 23 mm. and then for like my first two years of being out, I was the biggest whore in town. And (laughs) it was like, freedom, freedom, here we go, freedom. (laughs) Um, But so I'm not one to judge anybody. There are times that I feel like I use my privilege of where I'm at in in our relationship now of being together for 23 years of when I see people's, you know, commenting and they're going to, you know, talking about sex parties and things of that nature. I feel like I become like that. 80 year old woman in the corner with her crochet needle and I just pursed my lips 
And <laughs> then I have to stop That's myself nice. because I'm like, well, wait a minute, that was you like, you know, in your early twenties. So get over it. And there are things that are still happening. People are still single. Like just because I'm in a relationship doesn't mean everyone is in a relationship. Yeah. There's a right way and a wrong way to do either you know, if, if, if you make it like a binary to be, you know, monogamous or to not be monogamous, to be promiscuous or to not be, there's still like ways to do it responsibly and irresponsibly. So like if you purse your lips at someone, you know, it could be an indicator of other things too. Oh, and so then one other thing that you mentioned is like growing up without education and then kind of being thrust into adulthood to kind of like make your decisions about how you're going to behave sexually. I think that is such a big part of, of why my judgments were so confusing for me for a while, because there was no like role model for me or like diverse kind of uh, uh, just showcasing of different ways people can be and still be happy and healthy. So my limited education kind of had me believing there was a right way to do things. And it was just this one role model that I had basically. So I will now uh, close out our section by canceling myself. Um, I would like to cancel myself for uh, an attitude that I think a lot of us um, maybe have at the beginning of our, our coming out journeys, which is I used to th- say things like, well, I'm gay, but I'm not that gay mm. or I'm not that type of gay. And sort of um, it's something that I it's funny because it's something I did quite often in my early 20s and now just find absolutely abhorrent in other people uh, and and really fight against. But I try to have understanding that, that you know, I was <laughs> I can't judge because I was there, too. I've, I've, I've been that. And it, my explanation for it is I never thought that I was dealing with internalized homophobia because I was always very early comfortable comfortable in my own homosexuality. I knew I was gay by third grade. I never dated women. I never had, I never thought, keyword thought, I had shame about being gay because I never wished I was straight and I never, and I didn't have the religious stuff to deal with. And so what I can now realize is that you can fully accept yourself and know that you are what you are and, and, and not have shame about engaging in activities yourself. But the internalized homophobia shows up in you trying to put yourself as the either the exemplary version of gay, where you're like, well, I'm, if I'm if I'm gay, I'm at least I'm at least one of the good ones, hmm. you know, or excuse or being well, I'm 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 the one that can like pass, mm-hmm. or I'm the one that that rolls in straight circles, like you know, I'm gay, sure, but I don't. Like, it's not like I go to, like, gay bars and, like, hang out with, like, drag queens, you know, like, I'm not, like, that kind of gay. So, so, you're, what you're doing is, is you're, you're, you're at the same time you're saying, yes, I am gay, but I'm not, I'm not evil. I'm not bad. I'm good. I'm still gay. I'm sorry. You're, like, apologizing. Like, I'm, I'm sorry I'm gay, but don't worry. I'm a good kind that, that, that is deserving of love and acceptable. And it was only in my realizing of, like, that that's what I was doing that it was that was that my judgment on other ex- of comfortably and openly expressing homosexuality um, was in itself my fear of just doing so myself and, and the rejection that I thought would come from doing it. Um, so I absolutely don't do that anymore, and I love hanging out at gay bars with drag queens. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I but I used to be the uh, I'm not. I'm not that kind of gay. Don't worry. I'm, I'm a good one yeah. guy. Absolutely. Yeah. That was a part of my journey, too. I remember being in high school and I came out at 15 and uh, 
I would have friends who'd be like, you know, you're cool for a gay guy or yeah. like you're, you know, yeah. you're, you're not like so-and-so and so-and-so like they're too, too much, you know? And I definitely, I mean, nowadays I know better and I it would still irk me and kind of be like, Hey, that's, I'm gay as they are. Like, it's weird for you to say that. But of course, as like a 15 year old boy, I leaned into the safety of it oftentimes as well. And it was like, you know, cool. Yeah. I would laugh along. And that's kind of a defense mechanism because I don't want to make myself a target and, you know, whatever other consequences come from, from that vulnerability. In in my era, it was, it was very much the, oh, you're much, you're, you're, you're a will. You're not a Jack. Oh, wow. You know, I got that a lot and took pride in it. Used to take oh, pride yeah. in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, no, I'm a will. I'm not. I'm not a Jack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> and and if you suggest otherwise, I will sue you. <laughs> it's, you know, it's just so crazy to me because it still exists. That's the thing. Yes. It's like it, yes. it exists. It's. I think it's everyone's rite of passage. It's, I call it like the side effects label. You know, to every medicine. So when you're young <laughs> and you realize that you're gay and you like this is part of the side effects, like you're gonna experience this. And you know, there are gonna be times that you walk by somebody and you're you'll I've even said to myself, Well, thank God I'm not that gay. And it's just like, God, what are you saying? Like, what mm-hmm. are you like, even if you don't say it out loud, it's like you have the thought process and it's like, what makes people think that? And I think it's just the whole thing of for some people, it's a it's a comedy thing, you know, and for some people, it's more of they're just uncomfortable. Like you said before, they're uncomfortable in their own skin and they're just trying to find their way. But I mean, they're going to get bitch slapped enough times from people when they start saying those things verbally that that'll mm-hmm. change over time. Mm-hmm. I, I look forward to seeing what it's like, you know, 20 years from now when there's a whole gr- generation that hasn't grown up with as much, I will say right. as much internalized homophobia from the society around them that they've taken in and 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 built you know in their formative years and to see just to see what their senses of humor are like and mm-hmm. like if it's and what their how their journeys differ when they when they're not dealing with all of that sort of being uh, uh put into their psyche without them realizing it oh yeah and it's just a different time frame for them you know for me mm-hmm. i was a child of the 80s and the word gay never came out of anyone's mouth unless it was an mm-hmm. episode of the Golden Girls. Like mm-hmm. no one mm-hmm. ever talked about it. You know, there was nobody that you could look to as a role model where now it's the wonderful thing to see that you, in this new generation, they have role models to look for on social media and entertainment and movies and wherever they look there, there are, there is more representation. Well, speaking of entertainment and movies and, and social media, uh, Dixie, do you have anything you'd like to uh, plug anything other than your bingo uh, tomorrow? Oh yes. Um, so look for a lot of pride things happening this year uh, June is filling up quite nicely. And so I'm going to be doing a little bit of traveling, doing some pride festivals across the country. Um, everyone's doing things kind of in a hybrid fashion. So some are virtual and some are in person. So I'll be posting those as they get solidified on the website and always tune into the, the podcast and website. And that's where you can find all about me. Awesome. Well, you can find Dixie Crystals the way that I found Dixie Crystals, which is uh, Dixie Crystals with a K on Instagram. Follow her there and uh, listen to the podcast. And Dixie, thank you so much for joining us on our our venture into podcasting. Yeah, Dixie, thank you so much. All right, and we will be right back after this break to uh, leave you with some love and light or pick a fight. 
As always, we like to leave you with some love and light, or we'd like to pick a fight. So, <laughs> JJ, uh, what are we doing today? Today, I'm going to love and light. Of course. Of course. Actually, you're, 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 you did one of each. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm uh, this is... Uh, I expected you to love and light all the time. I try to, yeah. I mean, that's that's more my, my MO, I think. But I, I want to give some equal representation, maybe. Uh, <laughs> but, so, today, I want to love and light uh, New York City Strangers. Which, it's it can be um, you can get it can go one way or the other, hard left, hard right, as far as they go. But uh, just recently, I was taking the subway, and there was a older gentleman with a walker having trouble going down the stairs, and like three people stopped to watch, and one person really stopped to kind of help him down the stairs. And it was one of those moments that you know, it's kind of it's sad to applaud people doing what they should do, you know. Mm-hmm. But it it's also like necessary because too often we see people just kind of go about their day and just keep going and trucking yeah. along and it's it's good to remember to like stop and look for opportunities to help each other when you can because it, it's only going to make life better for everyone when you said you were going to love and light new york city strangers i swear to god if it was about the minivan again oh my god well hey i could i could sometimes just keep going sometimes they uh help you down the stairs with your walker sometimes <laughs> they pull you into an unmarked van and have you jerk off their beer can cock yeah I'm going to pick a fight because that's me. That's my vibe. That's my brand. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do Love and Light at some point, I promise. I just have to think of one. Um, <laughs> eventually someday. Eventually someday I'll have a positive thought about something. I'm going to pick a fight with astrology. <laughs> I don't understand. Have you noticed the, like, renaissance that, like, the Zodiac has had in recent years, especially mm-hmm. on dating stuff and just people talking? And I think celebrities are really pushing it lately. Hi, everybody. The positions of the stars have not influenced the nature of your personality. Mm-hmm. That's fucking nonsense. And it's even more stupid than religion. It's dumb. <laughs> it's it's incredibly stupid and means nothing. If you have in your dating profile what your sign is, especially not just your, because it's not even just your fucking sign anymore. Mm-hmm. It's my sun sign and then my moon sign and then I'm arising this. Mm-hmm. It's all idiotic. <laughs> it means nothing. It means nothing. It is just a way, and you read, read any, any uh, uh, horoscope, they're all carefully, like every horoscope applies to you. Mm-hmm. Everyone you read, you can find meaning from. And I, I get when people are like, well, it's just fun or it's just entertainment and that's fine. But like, I'm talking about the people who like live their lives like, oh, well, you know, I can't date a Leo. It's so here's... Yes, keep doing your thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't, I don't need we can maybe we'll let, let's let's let maybe for our next intro we'll talk yeah. all about it. But okay. my fight yeah. is for the end of this episode is uh, uh, I want to pick a fight with Jack's fight. Sh- shut the fuck up about the Zodiac. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't tell me about anything about you. It doesn't make you interesting. And it makes me believe that you could also very easily be convinced to join QAnon. Ooh. And that concludes today's episode of Dying Alone Together. Don't forget to leave us a five-star rating uh, wherever you're listening to us and leave us an equally glowing review to help us reach more listeners. If you would like to be featured on this podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at at Dying Alone Podcast, and you can DM us your stories. Um, we'll either litigate them, we'll feature them, we'll uh, comment on them, and you can also send us any like questions uh, on dating etiquette etiquette or any rants you'd like us to 
uh, to go on. Even just feedback on things we've talked about. Maybe you feel very strongly about the Zodiac. I would love to destroy you. Um, <laughs> you can also follow me at Jack Tracy Official. And me at JJ Bozeman. Dying Alone Together is produced by Necessary Outlet Productions. You can find more content from Necessary Outlet at its YouTube page and at NecessaryOutlet.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Mwah. <laughs> <laughs>